0: So we, me and Melissa, kind of talked about creating content, and you're either receiving content or absorbing content, or you're creating content. And I think we both would rather be creating content. And everybody knows that Greg is super entertaining. So you know, um, you know, basically Batman versus Superman with Wonder Woman in the middle. So um, hopefully,
1: this will be the first
2: of regulating everything, talking.
1: to coaches, and also talking to members, um, learning more about our members, what they do outside of the gym, learning more about our coaches inside and outside of the gym, so... Um,
2: episode one.
1: Episode one. Got mm-hmm. to start somewhere. So... It's an honor. Thank you, Greg, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um... Be in. Okay, why don't you all start from the beginning? How the two of you... Dance? Do you remember
2: when we met? Do you remember? I do. I do. Um, what were we doing, Craig? I feel like you were on the street and I was like fighting that guy, <laughs> 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 flying around fighting that guy in the high rise. Is, is that how Batman vs. Superman starts? That is how Batman vs. Superman starts. That is begins. He he just for all, all of your references, have any of you ever seen Ben and Batman in the same room? Does that happen? Your, well, how started? do you start with, where
1: did the Batman-Superman thing start? Like, when did that start with y'all? How did that start with y'all?
0: It, it might have came up the first time I met. Oh, it did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: now you yeah. start there, I guess, again. There's a, there's a chimney... At that abandoned building across the street from the gym where bats fly in and out of at night. And I'm wondering if that's where you store your equipment. What
0: what we're really finding out <laughs> is Greg doesn't remember the first time we met, so he's making up the story <laughs> of the thought of Batman for
2: Superman. No, no, is that is that the fire department. We were uh, testing. You were, you were working a trade or floated over to another station. And I was. We were, both on, we were both on ladder trucks at the time.
0: What year is this?
2: When you come out of training. It had to be summer 17. 2017. It had to be okay. summer 17. Okay. So, 2017, I guess. We're testing ladders for the fire department. Every year they have to test and make sure they're still suitable for us to use and this and that. And there he was. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing there. <laughs> what were your first impressions? Hmm. This guy needs a bigger t shirt. Medium. No, uh, I think we we started catching up and talking, and found out we knew some mutual friends like Will Hall, Mike Priest, yeah. some of those guys. He said he coached brain, brain full water. Yep. Yeah. Um, we
0: started talking about CrossFit. Started, so we, the we started CrossFit, yeah. CrossFit.
2: Yeah, you said. I remember. You said, what do you do for your part-time job? You said I do a little bit of coaching. I said I knew what he was talking about, but I was trying to play close. What kind of coaching? He's ah, that a CrossFit really cool. coach. I said that's cool. I'm, I'm a coach as well. i was still working at a CrossFit gym in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. So, and we uh. It was, about, it was pretty brief that time, right? What yeah, yeah, go? yeah,
0: We were on different trucks, and just, mm-hmm. I was—I think we were doing service tests or something. Yeah, I might have been on that truck. I can't remember. What I mean, were your first impressions done? of? Yeah, mustache Mario and <laughs> Luigi. Uh, mustache? Yeah, it must have, have been November though. Were, you were no, it was—it was, it was definitely. I thought like it was definitely in the summer. Well, the only time
2: I've ever done the mustache is November. <laughs> I didn't. I was not not rocking a mustache <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> Told to keep 500 feet away from a school.
0: (laughs) Um, And then we worked together at a fire station. Both of us, I think, on a hireback or a trade or something.
2: Hireback or what something? Yep. Station 41. Neither of us were assigned there. Neither was assigned
0: there, right at the back of the truck. Mm -hmm. No, it's the bike team, and neither one of us is authorized to ride a bike. You guys got training wheels. Yeah. Um It yeah, worked out fun. and that was that was pretty much hung out all day together that day.
2: Yeah. I what
0: not. We did split jerks mm. and then bodybuilding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're just, your you're stuff my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, it, it's a fairly quieter station, so we just hung out all day. I don't know if we watched movies or what we did. But. you had just had Cal right? Or she uh, was on the way or No, she was here. She was, was here, here yeah, She was a little. And then yeah. when did y'all see each other again after that? You moved to Winston. I did. Yeah, you moved to Winston,
2: when did you move to Winston? I moved to Winston, grew up here, was born here, got hired at the fire department in Greensboro in 2013.
0: How old were you when you got hired in the fire department?
2: I was 20, I believe. 20, wow. turned 21 in training, maybe it was 21, turned 22, pretty young. Um, after living here, in a couple of years, I uh, started renting a house out there from, a captain I knew um, lived out there, sort of coaching out there. That's why I met Brandon Fullwater. He was trying to get on the fire department. He was coaching one of my classes, saw me wearing a fire department t shirt and kind of hit it off. Um, he moved. was coaching it. He was coaching that CrossFit at CrossFit Greensboro. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's right. Yep. That. Bruce and John, mm-hmm. um, real good guys out there. They're one of the first, first CrossFit gyms in the area, I believe, mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, Probably one of the first ones in the state. Yeah. Then moved back to Winston, 2018, October 2018, I believe, and then went through a brief period of time where I kind of stopped training CrossFit, just did strength work, Olympic lifting. Got the YMCA. Uh, Brandon and I started hanging out more because he's living in Winston. He brought me a couple classes here. Um, started training CrossFit again. I Was kind of getting looks from people like. Who- Who's this guy, like, I think like Will Hall was like the manager then, or you know, it was pretty much like some guy walked in off the street and was like clean and jerk jerking 275 or something like that in a class, you know what I mean? Just like you don't see that as often, and they were kind of like, you know, I also had, had, had a long way to go and still do, but I think it was like Ben was catching one of the classes, and Chris and I were kind of going head to head, like people were kind of wondering, like, if I had train, who's before. this guy? Yeah, and um. <laughs> Brandon uh, got me a coaching job here after like couple, dropping in a couple times because I wanted to continue. Quick
0: note: without Brandon, neither one of us would be here. That's right. Yep.
2: Neither one of us would be here. Yep. I was yeah. so,
1: the what,
0: what did Brandon do? Brandon, Brandon hired me, brought me on. That's when Mike Priest went and left here, and went to the army. There was an opening, and Brandon pulled me in on the team. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Shout out to Brandon full away? Yep. Baby daddy now, life's <laughs> well, gonna change. Yeah. Life is gonna change. Well, I remember
1: you coach. I think it was one of your first classes. You coached, coached you. me, mm-hmm. and I didn't know who you were. I didn't know how to snatch, and you gave me great cues. Mm-hmm. I think it was with like, it was like a training bar or PVC. Bar, I don't know, but I remember writing Brandon after, and I was like, I don't know who that was, but mm-hmm. please tell that person.
2: That meant, I remember that that meant that a lot to me. That
1: I really appreciated mm-hmm. his coaching, and hope he comes back. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. here you are, over two years later. And here you are, two years later. Best athlete we have in the gym, probably. <laughs> so, um, okay. How'd you get here, Ben? Um. Man. You're born in New York. <laughs> you know this. Born and
0: raised in East North Carolina. I did spend a little time in New York for the military. Mm-hmm. Came down here, I met Will Harrell back in man, 2012 at a competition down in Fayetteville. I uh, didn't know how to do handstand push-ups, I remember Will trying to teach me how to do handstand push-ups during the event, and that was fun. Um, saw, you know, followed him on social media a little bit, saw him killing um, some of the local cons. Got out of the military, um, moved down here, got a job in the fire department. Will had his own gym at the time, started kind of coaching with him a little bit, um, getting my feet wet. and. Graduated Fire Academy, had a little girl. Cal Bear. Yeah, Will took the uh, head coaching position here, the top tier. I bounced around a little bit training, uh, trying to figure out life balances, and then uh, Brian took the GM position here. Then mm-hmm. Mike went to the Army, started coaching, uh, really realized how much I enjoy coaching the community here. The competitive atmosphere here is different than just about any gym I've been in. Mm-hmm. As far as the day-to-day athletes, not and not say not you know the people that are there for open gym that are trying to be competitive, but the competitive atmosphere for the athletes in the classes to me is different in this facility than it's any other facility I've ever trained at. Um, and that's not a knock on any other facility. It's just different. It's just a different atmosphere for the day-to-day athletes, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoy just because it was, you know, the guy working nine to five, one mm-hmm. entrepreneur, like, come in here, and, you know, PR and his push her today, mm-hmm. so that, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, and then, you know, Top Tour went through a few different GMs, um, you know, mm-hmm. and just one thing led to another. Uh, had a great opportunity from Eric and Brendan Shea to kind of come on and just get my feet wet again from the business perspective, and then. Opportunity to, to take the reins per se. and uh, mm-hmm. Here we are, here we are, having, we are. <laughs> having episode one. Mm-hmm.
2: Taking the reins of the gym like you took the reins of the NASCAR truck. Yeah, NASCAR he left truck. that part oh, out. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, let, let's not go there. No, um,
1: okay, Will Hall, first of all, mm-hmm. Brandon Fullrider and Will Hall, yep. two names that keep getting brought up. Yep. Um, what do you feel like is the most valuable thing you learned from each of them? Or, like, the most valuable takeaway that you have from each of
2: them? It's a great question. Some of the
0: best coaching advice Will ever gave me one was one the fact that he took time to coach another competitor how to do handstand push ups. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he called it the uh, Oreo style of coaching. Like, start with a compliment, like something you do well, like something the athlete is doing well. A compliment sandwich. compliment <laughs> <Not laughs> sandwich. Oreo, Oreo. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, nice stuff. Stuff. All right, J- sure sure Yeah, this my Well, you want Throw them a compliment just because like most athletes are doing most things well but they focus on the negative. Tell them what they're doing well, tell them that one thing they need to improve and then reassure them that they're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just you know that was that was early on in Blue Rock that just stuck with me. You um, know, uh, again taking the time to coach a fellow competitor, like that's where it's about. Like you you're not really trying to beat anybody else to score, you're trying to beat you your score, or you're trying mm-hmm. to get fitter for yourself, because I can't control what you deadlift, mm-hmm. you know, but I control what I do. Or bench press. Or bench press. Or squat. I can't control any of it. All I control is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of from Will. Cat it's The race. biggest, <laughs> the biggest takeaway I have from him. Yeah. What about Brandon? Brandon, um, Brandon's the opportunity, you know. Um, he didn't have to give me the coaching job here. I'm sure there's other people that were probably more qualified, mm-hmm. more experienced. Um, you know, just just grateful for that opportunity. And Brandon, I still will coach a class. Like, when I put myself slipping or not paying attention or daydreaming or my ADHD kicking in, mm-hmm. I just imagine Brandon's there watching me. Oh, yeah. Because I know <laughs>
2: Those are two solid guys in and out of the gym. Some of the best people I know. I've met, some of uh, my favorite people, either at the fire department or at through the the CrossFit community, just in my career, both um, learn a lot about yourself when you're surrounded by people that really are just motivating individuals, and, and they're not, and they do it, but they're not talking about themselves or bragging about themselves. They just exude like you know, presence; you want to be around. Um, both of them, both of them do that. I used to tell Brandon, I still do. You know, he's, I think he's retired from coaching, he's got a baby now. Um, he was the, the, goat, the GOAT coach, he was, you know, GOAT of all the time, that expression. Um, and that's not to take away from any of our coaches here or any coaches in other cities, like he just, his style and it was the old school CrossFit, he was in the game when it was, it was first start and it's changed some now, obviously. Um, but also I, I kind of look at him as like an older brother. He's, he looks younger than all of us probably, but he's obviously just turned 40. Um, I always look at him as older brother. We've we've uh, been through a lot together. Um, both taking on the jujitsu stuff together. That's it's a whole nother realm of life that's changed me in a good way. I think. Um, so been through that with him. And, uh, just a, just an all around motivating person. Just gonna gonna highlight your your good. Say you, give you good advice, but it's it's not BS. You know, just gonna keep it real with you. Um, so definitely definitely one of my favorite people. Um, Will was, whether I say it to you guys or to anybody else, like, he was definitely like, a mentor to me. Um, in and outside of the gym, I feel like. I only got to know him before he moved. We probably were, were boys for a couple years total, like from when I joined certification top tier till he just moved to North Dakota back in maybe March of 2020. I um, actually spoke to him on the phone the other day, he's doing well up there, Ingrid's uh, growing up, his daughter, everybody's doing well, but um, Will, Will kind of took me under his wing, not intentionally, but I just felt like that and let me start training with the uh, the studs of the, the open gym days, the old days, so uh, that consisted of, you know, Ben, Evan, also Will, I think during the summer, Hayden, some of the some of the other fellas would come train, just pretty much during the summertime, they had, you know, didn't have a job, they had to be at work during the day. Um, and I was opened up to a whole new style of training. Like, just, I thought I was a good athlete coming here, and I was quickly humbled that I had a lot, a lot to, well, you know, a long way to learn, a lot, a lot to do. But um, just, we did like a morning session, and then like he coached, we did an afternoon session. And I remember thinking that what we did that morning session was more than I would do in a typical day. Ever, you know, and then trying to do all the heavy lifting and all that effort. So definitely learned about, a lot about uh, training for the sport, but um, also just just a, a true leader in here. Um, one of those people that didn't have to have to try to act like he was in charge or anything like that. People just looked at him as a leader. Um, his style of coaching, I think, is his own. I, I tried to learn some from him also with that. But uh, you know, is somebody I could talk to and ask for advice on stuff in or outside of here, obviously, and, and just one of, the most, one of the most probably raw people you'll ever meet, like he doesn't care if you're offended by what he says or not, like he's gonna tell it how it is, and I think that's a quality that's phasing out these days, so, like a good quality to have though. But mm-hmm. Just two, two great people, and um, he, he kind of speaks to what Ben was saying about the intensity of this gym, like how, competitive this gym is and still is you know continues to be from from the days when he was here to now when you guys took over so Mm I think we've all been impacted positively by both of those guys so
1: Yeah, I mean as a member I think about Brandon and Will and just how they always like took the extra time to give me extra cues or like give me cues during open gym Mm -hmm. Um, Brandon genuinely cared about people meeting their goals and um Will, I remember I was working on getting strict pull ups, and I had like three strict pull ups, and my goal was to get 10 strict pull ups, and I worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. Mm-hmm. And he, the day I got 10 strict pull ups, I remember saying, I got 10 strict pull ups, and he was like, A, were they really strict? He mm-hmm. so was always like calling people out yeah. and in, in a good way, yeah. like holding you to a standard, mm-hmm. and B, he was like, okay, what's next? Like, he he was just good about always like pushing to the next level. Mm-hmm. like not just settling for like, okay, I can do ten strip pull-ups. But he was like, now, work, like, what are you going to work on next? Mm-hmm. And so I think Will was always pushing himself and then pushing other people um, to a higher standard. So I always appreciated that about him. You know,
2: yeah, definitely holds himself to those standards. Super. Too, yeah, you know? exactly.
1: It was consistent with um, how he trained. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: yeah. I've never met an Olympic to look for a bar that didn't spin. <laughs>
2: He had his routines. He, he had his right, own.
0: So his for the he
1: had his person, what does that mean? What so I wonder why you want your
0: bar to spin. The better the bar spins, the better the bar spins, the more efficient your technique is. The easier the lift will be. Mm-hmm. Will was a, was a nationally ranked weightlifter. Mm-hmm. So that's great technique. Yeah. Uh, and he would look for a bar that didn't spin because it would force him to, like, everything had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. technique had to be better, had to be stronger into the position. So, like, never met anybody like yeah why blew my mind every
2: single time we do that snaps you more, more than most people would clean jerking here most athletes no, that most is. advanced athletes yeah. would clean jerks so yeah yeah you can still, you can still move though that's thing. big boy muscle
0: that's funny how, how much do you think will weight
2: i think will is about 225 with probably some abs you know lean i
0: don't know about that what what what, what? 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 What is opinion? He away? wasn't as ripped
2: we're, as well, Will. If you well, watch this, please leave a <laughs> so comment.
0: Well. He was ripped up.
1: Um,
2: he's big boy. He was.
1: What, the question here about
2: he's got the assault bike memorized like a calculator. That's fact. Right.
1: Mm. Speaking of, mm. and that big, You have you recently changed your training goal? I feel like you did squat tober and nice. then dead and you were focusing on putting on weight and.
2: Definitely more. What are your training goals? Yes, good question. Good question. Um, <laughs> <where> <laughs> really it. yeah, the board. So that's a good the board. Yeah. I think um, right <laughs> I over the past roughly six months have reevaluated kind of my goals through training in here, uh, mixed next martial arts gym rolling, all that good stuff. Um Ben and obviously firefighters, we have to take into account our sleep schedule is different than most people's. Twenty four hours on, forty eight hours off. You might sleep all night, you might be up all night, you just never know. Like basically I've lived that lifestyle for the past eight going on nine years now, so it's it's it takes a toll on you know, you can get used to it obviously, but we're we're not able to recover maybe as quick as someone who's sleeping in their own bed every night. Well, 10, I mean we, hours.
0: we can't we can't get into a really good ritual. You know, some mm-hmm. people that are training for competitiveness or just for life, whatever, is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, one that, of the that that's things
2: hard is, enough. <laughs> <is, laughs> it's going to
0: hurt at the same time, but more importantly, waking up at the same time. And with that schedule, it's, it's just, it's next to impossible. awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, you can have this great training session planned out. It isn't super thing, but at the fire department, mm-hmm. something comes up and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be adaptable. Yeah. Um, and we're not, we're not making,
2: we're not saying that at all as an excuse. No, it's, right? just it's more just like oh, it's it's take ownership it's of that. A factor but, in yeah, your training. you got to keep it in mind. Um, you know, Ben and I are both big Jocko fans. Extreme ownership, take ownership of everything that's going wrong in your life. Don't blame other people for that. That does no good. Like you look at yourself, take ownership of that, and it, it'll change your life. we go on a whole nother story about all this. But um, I started trying to look at what is my intent of training. My intent of a workout, my intent of like what I'm gonna try to do this week, not just like going through the motions with um, you And know, we talked about the training I was doing with Will, Ben, all those guys during the open gym times. I was trying to keep up with them, doing two a day sessions, three to five days a week, depending on our fire schedule, and then going and training uh, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, something at night or in the morning before that. I would go, do a morning session with them on the assault bike while they are eating lunch and coaching, I'd go over to a noon rolling session, do jiu for an hour, come back, maybe eat a protein bar on the way, come back and try to lift with them. And then at night I would go do Muay Thai or something and just like, uh, just wearing my body down. And, and there's almost a the mindset of like, more is better, more is better, like, you, you know. Stay tough with this, don't, don't quit, all this and that. And that wasn't going on every day, but you, you accumulate that over a a year-long period or longer, and I think it's, it starts to wear on your body. Your results start going down. Central nervous system's getting wrecked all the time. So, fast forward to back in June, July, I did a competition in Myrtle Beach with Jake, DK, Hayden, and myself. Four-person cool guys. Oh, shit Uptown,
0: Beach Town, right Yep, uh, yep. Great competition. Highly recommended. Oh yeah,
2: a lot of fun. Uh, one, one of the most we'll fun. That, I've had.
0: Tag him. Tag him. Tag him in, yeah, in the video. Oh yeah,
2: great competition. Um, <laughs> all outdoors, puts a different element to it, and it's the summer on the track, come. but, uh...
0: You did that. I had it two years, yeah. I did an yeah. individual team and then just team. Take the dub? Yeah, uh, took second mm-hmm. and individual. Retired from that because I was, realized I was not going to get second on the podium anymore. Oh, I yeah. All been washed up. And no. Then tried to be on a team, and here we, uh, the Bambi Legs team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, took first, both years. Yep. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. just It's like, uh... What was your first time on the podium was it? <laughs> d- d- <laughs> 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 Alright, all right. So um we we did that comp, had a great time. I uh, realized after that though I was starting to experience a little bit of burnout though. Just in general, like just tired all the time, wondering if something's wrong with my sleep, like I actually went got a sleep study done. Um wondering if like, you know, why am I just never energi- energized, have the energy to do anything, you know. Uh, just kind of reevaluate I actually spoke to uh, Tom Nixon one of our members here at Twin City Health um, yeah. Tom had put on a uh,
0: Real quick, yeah. I think every single one of us have been to Twin City, Twin City mm-hmm. Health and had great results oh, yeah. So highly recommend that um, Great people Great people and know what they're doing yes. just, Yeah. Dr. Tom, Dr. J, and Dr. T yep. And all the staff great, great folks great, great customer care Great customer care
2: yeah, they are. They know what they're doing. No, yeah, um, kind of told him about what was going on. He said, "Well, I'm actually doing like a uh, podcast on like men's just health in general. Yeah. This and that. Kind of watched that. Um, pretty quickly, kind of realized like, hey, a lot of a lot of what I'm doing is like every training. He actually recommended I get my testosterone levels checked. Got those checked. I'm 29 now. You Should be fine. They were much lower than what they should have been. And I think we. Pretty much traced that to all I was doing, and it just was like running everything into the ground. So, pretty much, came up with a new new training plan for the next few months. Um, it meant something I decided to do is on the days like have a dedicated day that you're gonna do your fight stuff. It's a hobby of mine. Obviously, I don't wanna ever go pro. It's you know, just just a hobby. Um, and on those days, you're you're taxing your central nervous system a lot. You know, it's it's like doing a hard metcon. So on those days don't do a Metcon, you know? just keep it simple. You can lift some if you want, come in here and train, a little bit of lifting, but you know, if you're over there breathing heavy for an hour, you're, you've got that stimulus, so your intent should not be hit that again later on. So then on days when I don't have that, those are the days when you want to attack, maybe a Metcon or so. Um, listening to your body more like, okay, we were up on a fire for four hours last night, maybe don't go in the gym tomorrow and expect to snatch 225, you know what I mean? Like don't be so hard on yourself that you know this and that and also kind of understand a better concept of training percentages which uh, you also do a good job of putting those in. I think a lot of athletes overlook and they might see three sets of five deadlifts and they're like I'm going to do the heaviest weight I can do for five reps. Right, so real quick yeah. let me go into that. So I, I follow the program
0: that I write for the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no longer trying to be super competitive. I'm just trying to you know general physical preparedness and everything. Mm-hmm. Doing the deadlifts yesterday you know it was three sets of five. My Three sets of five I was supposed to be at 415. I yep. did a set of five at like 4 or five, felt super heavy. Did a set at 415, felt really heavy. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to, you know, I'm at the fire department. I don't want to wear myself out for mm-hmm. a potential fire or anything other emergency situation. I was like, well, let's, you know, I haven't done this at 435 in a long time since my knee surgery. Let's just go ahead and throw 435 on there and pull it for a single and see how it feels. And pulling for a single felt great. And I was like, I'm done for the day. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. It's listening to your body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Like, listen to your body. Just because, like, I write something or anybody else writes something, or you got to stick to the program perfectly, mm-hmm. like that doesn't work when you have other factors like life get yeah. involved. So I 100% agree with
2: that. 100%. Yeah, no. A lot of us, I think we all have an ego, whether we we want to admit it or not. Like it's they express and leave the ego at the door. Like it's a great saying, but we all have our own ego. Whether it's competing against each other, I know some of the most competitive people I've ever met in here. Cough, cough, red dog. Um, but also, like, you know, we also are competing against ourselves. Like, our goal should be we want to be the best version of ourselves we can be, whether that's in the gym or outside of the gym. But speaking inside the gym, like, I know, man, I, you know, I did this weight this last time I did this, I should be able to do that or more. Just like, go, go, go. The truth is, like, nobody cares what you deadlifted. Like, nobody cares what you deadlifted last time you did three sets of five. You know, nobody's going to even remember. Much less the next day you'll remember, but nobody else does. So you can't do this to impress. Try to be impressing other people or be lifting the heaviest weight in the room or having the fastest time. Like obviously, that's a good goals to make yourself better. But if sacrifice some good form and your recovery for the next few days by doing that, it's not worth it in the long run. I don't feel like you know. But well,
0: we, we can differentiate there between general physical preparedness (GPP) mm-hmm. and then competitive fitness. Yes. Like there's a huge difference there that I think I think most people and most gyms neglect to talk about, and mm-hmm. that's something that become very common here, like that we talk about that, that we're aware of. Um, so yeah, that, that, okay. yeah and, and there's like we can talk about
2: that as well. Like if you if you have our if you're doing a CrossFit comp in May of 2021, like all right, let's come up with a game plan of how to peak in May of 2021. Like you're not going to be training the same from you know. June, 20, 2020, until May 2021, it you know, was, it's like, you, you all right, so yeah, let's, you know, let's,
0: you know, let's the hybrid unlimited podcast with Steffi Cohen, Hayden Moe, mm-hmm. and then Matt Frazier and Sam Moniz just on, and Matt Frazier's talking about, hey, you know, every day when he first started training CrossFit in, like, 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. every day you're trying to be the fittest you could be, yes. right, there was no peaks and valleys. it was every day the fittest you could be, the best you could be every single day, and that, that's not sustainable yes. for anybody. So, you know, if the fittest man in history in the world is doing this, like right, this periodization, this peak performance type training, mm-hmm. then if you're training for a competition, like like you said, May of 2021, and not general physical preparedness, then yes, you absolutely need to be peaks and doing different cycles. Yep. And so for the gym right now, the way I'm writing the programming, and the way I'm doing the programming is I want to peak for the open. Mm-hmm. Again, taking that ego into effect or my pride or whatever it may be. Like, I want to compare mm-hmm. myself to other firefighters, other dads, mm-hmm. you know, just every just everybody in my category because I'm not trying to qualify for a sanction or, or, you know, the games. But I want to know that I got fitter in 2020 than I was in 2019. Yes. You know, so that, that test is 2021. So it's, it's, and that's, it's, that's, and that's, and that's but it that is. That's what we're, you know, we're peaking for the, the first, you know, the three weeks in March it is the open. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's something that i will heard out on for hours about you know, oh, yeah. competition and design and, you know, but again, it's being honest with
1: crap
0: oh, right
1: yeah. in my head. that's right. oh, yeah, good. But, um. <laughs> so you yeah, are your training. Oh, uh, bam, bam, bam. Well, you didn't find cool. Yeah. So, oh, what, yeah. Is, what is your goal? What is on the board? Yeah. What is I'm on like the board? You, like training.
2: said, we had that comp in June, July. Um, spoke to, actually, we talked about Will little earlier. We talked to him about kind of a new game plan. He gave me some. Some tips. Kind of realized, you know, I need to come up with different. Like day one, I'm gonna do martial arts. Day two, strength. This and that. Like, make sure not. Check. Out, sure. Good. Checking the time. Another woman laying on the wall. Oh yeah, she's, she's regular. Right, texting like, during the podcast. Yeah. No, but um, pretty much wrap it up. Decided, like, hey, I'm gonna break these training days up. Hopefully, feel better, recover better. Um, squattober, October came around. It's so, uh, sore next. Released this program. It wasn't much of a game plan as far as what's the program I'm going to follow. It's basically a squat program where you squat Monday through Friday and it incorporates other mostly powerlifting um, movements in there. I ended up telling uh, one of our downtown members Brad about it or even downstairs like the gym members Brad. Brad's smart, great guy. Um, he was already kind of lifting some about some in that kind of way like those com- you know compound movements not a lot of Olympic lifting uh, he he was very interested in it. Saw day one, liked it a lot. Was able to recruit a handful of the uh, noon PM, you know, twelve PM class, as well as like a couple other of his friends, and they um we all kind of started doing it together. Like they do it every day here. I do it the days I was well at the station. Um, put on a good amount of leg strength. Kind of regained some strength that I felt like I had lost. Um, and it was a lot of volume, so that you weren't really needing to do anything extra as far as you know, CrossFit because you were just smoked at the end of it. Um had a good PR at the end of the month. Everybody in there pr we all kind of had a good time. Did a little bit of that kind of training. Did a little more Olympic lift in November. Uh, December came around. They had the Dead De- De- December program. De- um, Dead lifting every day, for the same people. Uh, wound up PR on my deadlift by 74 pounds from the last time I attempted it. So, hit 500 back in like May at uh, my buddy DK's garage and then use that number throughout the, the training program, following percentages, like we hit on, and then pulled think, 574 in here that day. Um, it's pretty cool, I think, mm-hmm. you know, seeing that big of an improvement, I think it uh, attested a lot to following a program, whether it's the class program or whatever you stick to, and then also, you know, looking at external circumstances what, what's going on in your life, listening to your body, all that good stuff we talked about. Um, and then kind of made the goal that I want to hit a 600 deadlift and a sub six minute mile in the same day, just to kind of test both aspects of the human body. Like, are you, can you be quick and move a lot of weight, not just be really good at one, which goes back to obviously crossfit being get it, kind of good at everything, you know? And um, I've already hit a sub six mile before, but not at the weight I'm at now. So I like to kind of find a good balance, but um, kind of gear more of my trend to answer your question, like. Towards being functionally fit in my job, in here obviously for a hobby, and also for like the mixed martial arts stuff, jujitsu, being able to use that as a strength. So being able to do pretty much whatever life throws at you, which I think is all of our goals. Whether it's the the soccer mom, or the you know the lawyer, doctor, teacher, whoever's working, you know, working out here during the day, and you know, be the best version of yourself you can be. So that's it. Yeah. Kind of reevaluating what I was doing, not just doing. Every yeah, I,
0: mean, I I don't train very rarely, but i do been two days now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel good most mornings, so that's kind of my goal. Mm-hmm. You know, can I pick up my daughter without pain? Mm-hmm. You know, having essentially what is arthritis in my left knee, very likely in my right knee. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I still do to one combat that, and then still feel like a you know a fit dad or a fit firefighter, mm-hmm. or, you know, or be an example in the gym. Oh yeah, because I you know. My goal is to be the fittest in the gym anymore. Like, you know, three years ago, that was definitely my goal. To be the best. You're already the best looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, be the I mean, fittest and just taking the cake. So, a so it's, just, it's just, I just want to enjoy it. I want, I want to see, you know, I want to enjoy my fitness. Like, where I'd be getting outdoors and doing things, or, you know, like you know, I said, picking on my daughters. But the, the priority for me is just being there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I want to enjoy it. And I want to express that through the through the open or, you know, just day to day, you know, mm-hmm. the members, I don't want somebody to have to ask me what my philosophy is, on training. try i want come to see me embody it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that takes time and they explain to do and, and that's
2: what I'm here for the long haul, oh, yeah. so. I think, like I could tell anybody this, like listen to your body, if you are a regular athlete, like you know, a, a, or anybody or who comes in here, I consider an athlete, like you don't have to be yeah. a professional athlete to be an athlete, like we, I hit on like my testosterone levels being low, it's because like I was, something, I knew something was like putting me into the ground, like why? am I said, tired looking back, well though, you're training seven hours a day on some of these off days, like anybody would feel like that. But like backing off of training, like we got those numbers retested and they were like through the roof. You yeah, I mean? Something like, all the time, essentialism, but by mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, West than more,
0: I should just say. So real quick, what are your goals? Yes. What, your goals? what do you Yes, use? wonder woman. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want? Mama what do you three. I'm, yeah, I'm Who's to on somewhere. the board? Oh, yeah. Okay, train goals. No one said it was just buying breaks. Mm-hmm. Well what do, you
1: got? what do I want? Um, I mean I think that walking in here two plus years ago, I mean I think most people would agree that the work that you do in here hopefully informs what you're like outside the gym. So I always wanna be the best version of myself for um my family and th- those around me and my other job and mm-hmm. so um but i don't i i do feel sometimes a little like lost with but not lost but just do you want to be fitter do you want to get your snatch stronger do you i just like there's such a long list of things that i want to get better at and that's one of the reasons why i love crossfit is that there's always something to get better at work on it's always humbling um, and it keeps me coming in every day, but um, I, yeah, I think my, I think my current goal is to get stronger in some of the Olympic lifts, the clean and jerk and the snatch, um, but I think I'm 38, I have three kids, like I'm in, in it for the long game, so I want to stay healthy, and I want my hips to feel good, my body to feel good, I don't want to hurt, myself and so when we talk about essentialism like i I am thinking a lot about i put my goal downstairs is like this idea of less is more i think a lot of times i'm like i have to train more i have to do more and that always that's like like you said it's not always better so listening to my body working on sleep hygiene working on the other factors in my life that impact training so um
2: going back to Mother three, like, obviously you have your hands full outside of the gym, but you still manage to get, like, one to two workouts in during the week, like a day during the week, obviously you train, you follow the class programming. Um, Like, a lot of people don't have time to work out, they say, and, like, a lot of people don't have two days off every third day, but, like, you make it a priority and, like, you get it done, you know what I mean? Like, you're in here every day at 5.30, working out, Training afternoon if you're talking work, like that's a good example. And you have three kids, you're married, you got to work on all that, like focus on everything going around, but you're still able to focus on your training and not just like get through the workouts, but actually improve. Like, look at where you were two years ago, like when we met, like you said, I coached that first class. Now you're like, you, you're a humble person, you, you wouldn't want me to say this, but like, you know, winning competitions that you've done, like winning class workouts, just smoking people, you know what I mean? So. Determination, intensity,
0: hard work, and perseverance. You
2: mm-hmm. It doesn't. It, you can't beat that because
0: when times you get knocked down, you back up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Louis embodies that. Oh yeah.
1: But I, what I will say when you talk about that is that, and I was talking to Brad smart about this day, that there is a piece I think, especially as um, a parent or any any person, but I think that there's like a healthy selfishness that comes with prioritizing your training, um, self care. And I think as a lot of moms struggle with this like, guilt of like, you know, if I'm in the gym, then I'm not with my kids. But I think the work that I do in here, like I said, helps me be a better mom. Um, and so I think it is important to prioritize yourself. Take, kind of protect that time. Put your oxygen mask on first, like some people say, before you can help other people. So I think self-care is important.
2: Then as you said yesterday, you're able to pour into them exactly. in a better way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because if I'm running on empty and I have no bandwidth, then I'm useless for everybody else. But if I am able to do something restorative for myself, then I'm able to um, pour into other people.
2: Mm-hmm. So. I guess my, I got a question for both of you. 2020, obviously, everybody knows, very challenging year. Mm-hmm. You both took ownership of this gym during that time. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like the probably the most challenging climate to ever encompass a small business. Like, what's the question? What's the yeah, question? I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. You're facts. What's the question? Yeah, like, yeah what's, what's the question? What, 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 I guess what changes have you seen go into the gym that have, that have made it continue to thrive and grow and be a place people keep coming back to? I think that, that speaks to, to the leadership from the top, though, you know? so. Um, obviously, we have a good team of coaches here. but. Yeah, I mean, I thought, okay, so, yeah, to call or
0: to... to paraphrase um, good to great like you gotta get the right people on the bus like, you gotta get the right people on the bus and you gotta get the right people in the right seats and then you gotta figure out where you want going. Mm-hmm. um we know that we want the best gym as we define it and you know that would be creating a diverse group of athletes you know who feel, who feel safe and comfortable coming here mm-hmm. to do you know whatever their goals are where that be from the, you know the competitive exerciser or somebody. or you know, to pick up their kids or want to really play with their grandkids, whatever it is, like we want to have that and offer that for everybody. Um, that's what I try to do through the programming, you know, offering more than one path, um, offering three different options, essentially different types of programming options for people. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is taking was, okay, I decided to do this because my daughter is my priority. Mm-hmm. Like. Was I pretty fit before and like competitive? Yes. But like what legacy did I want to leave and it wasn't my competitive fitness sense? Because you know, go back to again, Eddie Cohen, one of the greatest powerless powerless power lifters of all time, if not the greatest. The day. Yeah, I know, I know <laughs> the words are hard if you, relate, um, you know, he was like it's not even matter what your world record total is or what your total is. Like people gonna remember how you made them feel and what mm-hmm. difference you made as a coach. Um, so, I had to take a step back, you know, limit my training because like, I wanted to pour myself into creating the culture that we wanted here. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the culture here was already amazing. Like the competitiveness of each everyday, everyday athlete with themselves. And we wanted to kind of stoke that fire and, and create, you know, not only, okay, what's your hour here is here, well, but how do the other 23 hours stack up? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we wanted to create our own brand, right? Like take from people that are doing a great job in the arena, but then take what they, you know, learn from all of them, but not copy. Like make it our own. Um, and that's been the biggest thing for me is taking what, what you know what Ben may think is best for Ben's training, but then okay, so take my ten years of experience in competitive fitness, mm-hmm. my four or two years before that in the military you know, the competitive high schools, athletics, like what works long-term for people and what can keep people in the game long-term where they're constantly improving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Leonidas was 60 years old when he led the Spartans against the Persians at Thermopylae. Like, that's amazing. We don't see that in this day and age. So what can we do here at our facility to create a legacy that is, that is empowering people in the world across a broad spectrum? And that's, you know, that's... What I think we've been trying to do for the last six months now.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, being being dynamic, though, you know, like having to adapt yeah, to the yeah, external yeah, circumstances. Yeah, I mean, very real. Adapt
0: it. never come, mm-hmm. right? Like you gotta, you gotta adapt. And never come. You can't be stagnant. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're not moving forward, you're, you're probably stagnant. If you're stagnant, then you're dying. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I don't want to go gently. I forget whatever right Writer said to do not go
2: gently into that dark night. Oh, we know Batman. <laughs> dark night. <laughs> um, so, we kind of like that's, you that's, said, that's, not putting in your, your identity just in, like this goes back to the ego thing. Don't put your who you are is yeah, no, not what you can and jerk, not what yeah, no, no, nice. no, you, it's, you it's, it's, How you, like you said, make people feel yeah, when they meet you. They're not. People are you
0: know, the average member is not going to remember what you gathered or what I claim jerk, you know, or how many strip folks were listening to. They remember how we made them feel exactly. day in the day out. Um, because that we're we providing a service, and that's what we want to do here. That's you know the culture we want to create. I feel like I'm to right, What? You know, what, what no, no, no. What, what here was? Here what is, was? Um, so what made you fly <laughs> in
1: during a pandemic <laughs> when we <you> were technically <laughs> shut down? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I think that you know there's so many hard things about 2020 with COVID, but COVID provided me an opportunity out of chaos, maybe to. Become a gym owner, and it's something I always want to do in the back of my head. And but I was like, that's never gonna happen. But um, I think that the reason why I wanted to, or initially wanted to do, it is this gym in a lot of ways changed my life. And I value the community and the coaches, and really believe in the mission here and what. Um, we want this gym to be about, and so I wanted to be a part of that, and, um, yeah, so I had no idea what I was getting into, um, have not owned a small business before, but have kind of, it's been
2: thrown into the fire,
1: and learning as I go, and I think that's something that Ben and I say to each other a lot is, like, just doing the next right thing. Yeah, I, and I agree with the, the legacy and believing in this place that um, that we can positively impact lives and um, yeah, provide a space for people for mental health and physical health. And, um, yeah, I, I do look forward to owning a gym without the layer of COVID because it is very,
2: very stressful. Yes. Yeah. Very, very stressful, but... Um,
1: next right thing and uh, it just keeps us going yeah so and all the members and it's
0: yeah it's well I think, think the biggest it. thing that me and Melissa have is work here um, mm-hmm. and again you know well, I wouldn't be here Ben Smith opened the gym all store through the 14 opening right there mm-hmm. um, and I know then was ready to get out and Eric and bring Shea bought it and I was in no position to go on the gym at that point point mm-hmm. And, you know, just one thing led to another. So, without all these people in place that we can learn from or grow from or giving us the opportunity, like, I mean, every, everything's a stepping stone, right? It's a journey. And it's not about the end goal, it's about the journey. Um, so, you know, I just thought, you know, hopefully we can make this a routine. And, if, you know, if one person gets something out of this, um, you know, something they can take for them. Or something they can try, whether it be maybe they just want to visit Twin City Health, that's what the three of us recommend. Oh, yeah, then yeah. this you know, the 40 minutes we spent just here sitting talking and hanging out is more than worth it for me. Um, so again, it's about creating a legacy one day at a time. Thank you, Greg. oh yeah, how do we close
1: How do we close I how, um, so mm.
0: you just Yeah, no, next next, question. Question. next, next question. Question. Next week, I think we'll
2: be doing one next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been honored to be on uh, episode one. I'm surprised that anybody's going to listen to you and me we talk we'll for 47 minutes. We'll see. We'll see. 47 yeah, we minutes. It's <laughs> yeah. 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 One at a time. I think it's a, it's a place that everybody loves coming in and can be, like I said, be themselves and yeah. have somewhat of us. Make some of the best friendships they've probably ever made and also yeah. learn what their body is really capable of not what they just think it is. So.
1: Yeah, a sense of community plus, mm-hmm. you know, meeting to fitness goals. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Batman. Thank you, Wonder Woman.
1: <laughs> Me.